<laughs> Welcome to New York. Welcome back to New York. Thank you. I don't you. know if you guys know this, but Jenna studied abroad in New York City. Abroad. <laughs> abroad in quotations. No, weren't you choosing from Italy in here? Yes, it was my junior year. My college program requires you to do a study away in order to graduate um, the fashion merchandising program. And so I chose between New York and Florence. And at the time, <laughs> I like... I was still dating this boy from high school, and I just thought that New York would be an opportunity to network and get a job after college. No, that makes sense. But I'm happy that I came to New York because yeah. it made me realize that I don't want to live here. No offense. <laughs> Do you like visiting New York City? I like, love you have visiting. fun coming. Yes, I love love visiting. I think I've come here like two times in the past. Last year I came here two times, and then the year before I think I came two times as well. So maybe it's just like a two time a year type of thing yeah. for me one time when it's cold and another time in the fall when it's nice yeah it's so overwhelming I think that's the big thing and the juxtaposition between this and Austin is like glaring oh it is it's very different vibe for sure but it's <laughs> it's nice that I have a lot of friends that live here so yeah. when I do come here it's mainly to just hang out with my girlfriends so it's not like so much pressure and yeah. you're here for a few days yeah I leave Sunday it. afternoon so I'm excited to be here and oh. do this with you. I'm glad that it ended up working out. I know. I'm so excited. So I have like one question that I ask all my guests okay. and it's kind of a toughie and I feel like nobody ever gets asked this, but I'll give you an example of mine first. So I always want to ask what is your fatal flaw? Like the flaw that you have, that you have accepted that you have. I like have so many and one of them is that I like to cancel plans and give excuses and like not tell the truth about like not wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I like reschedule the plan, something will like actually come up. So I look like the boy who cried wolf. Like I'm yeah, always yeah. like doing that. But I've kind of resolved to the fact that like I don't want to fix it. So I think it's a fatal <laughs> flaw because like I'm going to die canceling plans. What is yours? Okay, well, I have a couple that come to mind. <laughs> Number one being my lack of interior decorating skills okay but you're getting really much better i'm not sure you're if i am though <laughs> <laughs> you're improving i don't know if i actually am i don't know your I, room looks so good thank your bedroom you. it's gorgeous the bedroom is getting there um it's definitely a work in progress but i just feel like it is one of my fatal flaws that i'm never going to be perfect at it just have to accept that my sisters and my mom are the very like creative and visual people yeah. i think i have a lot of ideas but i just can't i can't visualize Sometimes our brains it, you know? don't work like that so i would say that i would also say um my personal style i feel like i kind of lack but i think that comes to my lack of confidence in myself like yeah. needing people's approval which is a fatal flaw for sure i just like really want people to like me i want them yeah. to i don't know i feel like it's, that's also not necessarily a flaw but just like an insecurity that we all is. sort of carry like i was watching a tiktok the other day of this like gorgeous blonde girl putting on this outfit and i'm going to vegas this weekend and i sent it to my mom and i was like i'm gonna recreate the outfit i have all the pieces <laughs> and then i start in my brain being like if i wore that people on tiktok are gonna say it's so ugly on me but this like gorgeous like really thin tall model like blonde girl could wear it and i was like this is just insecurity like i can yeah. wear that outfit like it's not rocket science I, I definitely struggle with that. I think especially on TikTok, I want to ask people their opinion. But then 
maybe this is my fatal flaw. My fatal <laughs> flaw is asking people for their opinion, but then getting mad and getting defensive when it's not the answer that I wanted. To be fair, I you know, that's that's difficult. To be fair, their opinions are sometimes not even opinions. It's like a vicious attack. I'm like, it's not an opinion to be like, you're ugly. Like an opinion is like, oh, maybe like try the skirt with a different yeah. shirt. I feel like sometimes they're vicious. For the most part, I would say people are pretty kind. And I always think that it's, typically coming from like a kind place where it's like I really don't like that shirt and then for whatever reason I take it personal I'm like yeah well I like it so I'm gonna wear it yeah but then I think that it just comes off in a way that I don't necessarily mean and I don't really know why I like am quick to defend myself on those types of things um so that's one of my new year's resolutions is to be better at just like taking advice and listening to it and knowing that I don't have to agree with it and I don't have to oppose it. I don't have to give yeah. my opinion. Just like listen. I love that. Yeah. I'm trying to work on that as well. Like the defensive <laughs> thing because like people will leave comments and then all of a sudden I'm so like I want to defend myself because I know it's not true whatever they're accusing me of or saying. Yeah. But it's like they don't even want to change their mind. So it doesn't even accomplish anything. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'm also just trying to take more time and acknowledge like the kind, nice, supportive things versus just like this one comment that says, where are your jeans from? And then they're like, I can't tell if this is a joke or not, you know? So not fixating on those types of things, which can definitely be hard to do. But I've also been spending less time scrolling on my phone lately, which has helped so much. Like so, so much. First thing in the morning, I'm trying to make this morning routine lately. Yeah, I love your videos of them. Thank you. I think it's dramatically helped improve my productivity for the day and also just my focus yeah I think I find myself mindlessly scrolling for hours and then I reach this point where I'm like almost anxious there I'm like jittery yeah where it's like I need to do something with myself but then I just still find myself scrolling I'm not even really watching yeah but so in the morning I don't really scroll like at all anymore I'll maybe take like five minutes to just catch up I check my emails and then I'm forcing myself to get up and if I'm productive through, during the day, I don't scroll as much. And when you have less time to do that, it's so much it's so much harder to it's fixate like on those little things and like misread things or interpret it differently. Yeah. So I love that. A lot. It kind of segues into my next question because like you're our fun on weekdays queen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious like what your current idea of fun on weekdays is because I feel like people put you in this box of like you had to decide what fun meant to you but like words like we project meanings onto them and it changes as we do and like as we grow and like the idea that fun was going to mean the same thing to you over the course of like one two three even five years is like completely asinine to think about yeah and I think it's like so freeing to just be like it's changing and it's allowed to change and I feel like you do a really good job of that so like right now today what is your idea of fun on weekdays so Personally, when I started the podcast, um, I would have told you that I would probably leave work and I would go to Idle Hands on Rainy Street. I would sit Rainy in one of their, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, be careful. And I would sit in one of these like little hammock chairs that they had and I would drink a painkiller. And they're so good that there, by the way. Like, so scary of a drink. What's in that? A lot of rum. That's all I know. Oh a lot God. of rum, coconut, pineapple, and I think like nutmeg. Okay. So I used to do a lot more happy hours. I used to go out to a lot more bars and try different restaurants a lot more frequently. And I think that was also at a time where I was like truly exploring Austin. I had just moved there and I don't know, I was just like at a different point in my life. And I think a lot of people related to, oh, you have to go out to be fun. And then a couple months or about a year after the podcast, I just started feeling a little differently 
where it was like, I don't need to go out to have fun anymore. Yes. In fact, it's quite opposite where it's like a lot of times I will go out and I'll make the effort to get all dressed up and it's this whole production. And then the expectation of the night is so high because you build it up that like this yeah. is gonna be fun that it's not. And I've realized like more lately, I actually just have so much fun hanging out with my friends and doing wholesome things. Like this past yeah. weekend, we did a little pickleball tournament. Tournament, So cute. With some of my friends that have boyfriends. We all came, we did the guys versus the girls and the couples versus the couples, girls versus That's girls. That's so fun. And like that was really fun for me. Um, I've also been trying to cook more and get more Love it. in touch with like my health and take yeah. care of myself, which has been really enjoyable and I just hired Gabrielle yes. Gabby, who's sitting here and so I think that my idea of fun is also going to change once I have someone on my team as well yeah. like creating more of a structure for myself so that's kind of what it means to me right now but again the idea is changing for everyone and I think finding friends that have similar interests with you that find fun in the same things like that's how you find really good friends yeah it's because I have a lot of friends that love to still go out all the time and that's what is fun for them but it's not necessarily for me anymore so like we don't really hang out as much totally. anymore, which is okay and then I like to work out a lot I have some friends that aren't interested at all they you know or like they're really into books and I'm not yeah. so there's just what people think is fun, I think, is something for you to bond over, I guess. Yeah. And you don't have to align on everything. It could be an opportunity so to learn true. something so new true. or a new hobby. I love yeah. that. I was thinking about that recently about like when you're in like college and even like high school, your friends are your friends because there are structures around yeah. you guys to keep you as friends, whether it's like Greek life or like a sport or a club or an activity. And when that goes away, you find out who your real friends are. And it's like, totally okay yeah. to be like these are my going out friends these are the friends I do Pilates with mm -hmm. this is the friend that I would call any hour of the day and she'd pick up like there are different friends for different parts of life and when the structures go away that support our friendships we have to support them ourselves yeah and I think that's honestly where fun on weekdays kind of came from for me was that I realized after college like you're not going to see your friends right at your sorority chapter every Sunday night you're not yeah. living with seven other girls in a house you're not going and seeing them at class or formal or anything so you literally have to make time on weekdays to yeah. see your friends because otherwise I mean life is so chaotic for everyone people are always traveling going to weddings or working or doing all these things that sometimes I won't see one of my friends for like three months and yeah. it's just because if you try to only make time on the weekends for that then it's just really, really hard to like keep up with people, yeah. which is also okay too. I think as an adult, I've put a lot of pressure on my friendships for every single friendship to be like super meaningful and for them to be like the best Elite. person in the world. Yeah. And then when I look at myself and what I'm giving to some of my friends, I'm like, okay, every single friend that you have doesn't have to be like all encompassing of every single quality. Like there yes. are friends that you just call up if you want to go out for a fun night. There are friends that you just call up if you want to go and work out. And like, I'm sure that I am that to a lot of other people. Yeah. So I've recently kind of like reeled that back in in the past year and realized that it's okay to just have a lot of more acquaintances. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Thanks, it's girl. so stressful like <laughs> to be in your 20s and like, I feel like there's no like rule book for lack of a better phrase. I hate saying the word rules. I feel like it's <laughs> everywhere in my life, but if like there's no rule book for like how to be 24 and like mm -hmm. you just are figuring it all I'm out 25, like or 25, 26, like, <laughs> all of these ages, you know, like there's no rules for us about how to like, I don't know, keep and maintain friendships. And like, it's such a sudden shift. Yeah. And I think it's kind of funny because everyone's like, Ooh, 
there's all these there's so much content there's so many podcasts there's so many people that are talking about like your 20s and stuff. yeah and until I was there I didn't I just thought it was kind of annoying and cheesy and tacky and yeah like, well, I mean, when we were in high school and college, it was like the millennials figuring out how to be in their 20s. But now that you're there and you kind of understand, and it's like, I don't think that will ever change. I think no. your 30s are also going to be the same type of thing in your 40s and your 50s. And once you start, if you do decide that you want to have a family and you want to settle down, like you're just going to be navigating different changes. It doesn't yeah. matter because as soon as you think that you have your life like in routine and in check and you know what's going on, I think it's just going to change. So, true. so yeah. Well, speaking of Ever changes, <laughs> speaking of evolution, you've had like the past year, you've been kind of going through this evolution in your life and like realizing what you want and reprioritizing and sharing that online. Oh, yeah. So I kind of have a two part question because okay. the followers wanted to know how that was going. But I like kind of also want to take it a step further because I also want to know what it's like to talk about something online when people take every word you say as 100% fact. And then when you change a little or like alter or you decide something else, like how that feels, because I know in my experience, like when I say I wanna do something and I don't do it, all of a sudden it's like, you're a fucking liar. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just a person. You also decide you don't wanna do things or you do wanna do them. Like you also change your mind. And like people almost don't let us change our minds, which gives me like so much anxiety. And I'm trying to work through that personally because I feel like everything I say is in permanent ink. Yeah. How are you navigating? first of all how are you feeling about it all and how do you navigate that side of it so I think okay there's like so much to go into here yeah. but from the very beginning when I started on social media it was like when I first got my job and it was a corporate job I feel like everyone was really celebrating it and championing in that like success of working a corporate job at a good company and I will never shit on TikTok ever like they were such a great company and it was such a good stepping stone for what I end up doing now yeah it just wasn't like fulfilling for me in that moment and at the same time I had started the podcast I had started doing more with social media and I I say frequently that I never really thought that social media was going to be my full time like I had no yeah. intentions of it and I have a, quite a few drafts in my TikTok that are embarrassing now because I'm going against my word yeah. like, I would never be a full-time influencer blah blah um just because I didn't think that I would have fun doing it as a job yeah and so in the past year of doing social media and then the podcast, I think um, beginning of this past year, it almost like wasn't enough for me. I wanted to be busier because I think if I have too much free time, then I just really pick apart. I pick myself apart, yeah. I pick my life apart and I don't see like the good. So then I started focusing a lot of my time and energy on planning these events. And I saw that as an opportunity to grow the podcast and less the podcast but more fun on weekdays as a whole like I guess my goal is to create it as just a media company in general where the podcast is just one small segment of fun on weekdays and so then you have the events and then you have like the retail aspect of it yeah. and then you have like an online aspect of it and so I started doing the events and I think over time part of the reason why I felt lost was because I truly have never been like proud of myself almost like I can say that I'm proud of myself but I don't know if I've ever necessarily like truly felt that. felt that and so I think I've always felt a little bit insecure when I quit my job that people were not celebrating it in the same way that they were with the corporate job and I understand because it's like not traditional and it is a job of privilege like yeah. of course and I think it was just 
again, me being really defensive of being like, no, I do work, you know, when, when yeah. that whole thing was coming out about the nine to five, like I do work really hard. Influencers yeah. work hard. And it took me a lot of, not a lot, but it just took me reflecting and thinking like, it's really not hard work. Yeah. I am. I, it is work, but I don't know where I was going with that. Um, no, that was saying? really lovely. Oh, so after after these events, like I was basically getting to a point where I just wanted to outdo myself and I wanted yeah. to be proud of myself and I wanted other people to be impressed and think that like this was a legit job. It was reason for me to quit my job. It yeah. is taking up my time. I am doing something. And so the events got bigger and bigger and more people and more decorations and more outfits and just all this stuff. And it started taking away from the true meaning of like why I started it to begin with. Yeah. And so in those past few months when I had been questioning, like, what do I even want to do? I think my mind, the easiest thing that I could do was just take a step away from it and just be like normal again. Yeah. And was to just have more consistency, more routine. I started applying to these dress stores and I did interview there. I didn't get the job at one. I got offered a job at the second one, but it didn't end up working out because like in that month that I was waiting to hear back from that job, I had kind of had a meeting with my managers yeah. and talked about, Jenna, what are your goals for the yeah. new year? Like, what would you want Fun on Weekdays to be ideally if you had all the money in the world, all the resources in the world, all the people and support in the world to make that happen? And once I realized that it actually could happen if I shifted my mindset, that's when I decided it's such a missed opportunity for me to not invest in this idea and like future that I want. Yeah. And yeah, I've been just a lot happier lately. And I kind of realized that bridal will always be there, but I won't always have this moment. Yeah. And just trying to take advantage of what I have now and build something bigger. And yeah, it's and not possible without bringing people on to help me do that. So hiring Gabby was like a huge monumental thing it. for me. I'm very excited to have her. <laughs> I'm like looking at her She's side like right <laughs> And yeah, I'm building a team of contract people to help with other projects. And so I'm feeling a lot better, but I think that it's just a continuous battle that a lot of people have, no matter what your career is, no matter if you think that you have your dream job or if you fucking hate your job. Yeah. It's just a lot of people have this internal feeling like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. And I think that's perfectly okay. And we shouldn't expect people to have all of the answers no. because once you do find the answer, guess what? It's There's probably going to change. Questions. More yeah. questions will come. So that I think that was my answer yeah. to part one. And remind me part two question. Part two question is like, how do you manage the idea that like we're not allowed to change our minds and yeah. we're not allowed to like act as human beings and that everything that we say or do is written in permanent permanent ink? So I think that this might be a fatal flaw too, is that I share a lot of ideas before I fully see them through. So for example, um, when I knew that, oh, let me like cover this, girl. I'm like <laughs> popping out over here. <laughs> Um, for example, when I knew that I was coming to New York, I had this plan that I wanted to do this like panel event. I was going to bring in Shelby Saka, who's one of my friends. We're going to do this whole thing. And then it ended up being the holiday season. I wasn't able to coordinate like any of the venue details, any of the vendors, decorations, that type of stuff. And so it's okay. The event didn't see itself through, but I did end up doing a different event instead, which is just a more casual happy hour that didn't require as much legwork to put yeah. it together. And so I think that it could definitely be frustrating from a follower standpoint to see that details are changing and think to yourself like, wait, 
that seems unprofessional because you already said this was happening on this date, but now you're changing it. Yeah. So clearly you're unorganized and you don't have your shit together. And to that, I just say like, yes, correct. Like, like <laughs> yes, you're right. you are right. I don't have my shit together. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't. So why do we, why are we are supposed we to keep it? acting like we do? Yeah. Now, would it be a different scenario if I put the tickets out and I sold the tickets and then I just didn't do the event? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would be big scammer energy. <laughs> But I, I think that there is like a beauty now in today's social media where we kind of encourage people to just like be honest. And yeah. I've loved sharing the process of everything that I've done on social media, whether it's like asking for opinions about a new logo or asking opinions about like a photo shoot or something, sharing that process and allowing people to see that there are challenges that come, that there are mistakes that are made and I make changes frequently. I think that just makes me more human if anything yeah so it is definitely hard um because i think i get down on myself when things don't work out in a way and i've already put it out there online it's like ooh, i don't want to upset people or i don't want to let people down but also at the end of the day there's probably a much smaller pool of people that think that yeah. versus the people that probably really appreciate me the sharing. honesty yeah and so yeah i'm just focusing all of my energy now on the good instead of the bad and i'm yeah. still going to continue to do that yeah and who knows if details change then they change that's they life change. <laughs> i feel like nobody literally nobody has their shit together and like people will look at us and think that we do have our shit together because we like what we do and we're very like lucky and privileged to do what we do but like i cannot stress it enough i don't have my like i don't know what's going on like I'm just riding this wave and like doing my best and like trying to like find joy in every single day and like I'm just gonna share that and if mm -hmm. shit happens or things change or even I change my own mind about something like we should allow people to do that like we should encourage that I think yeah I mean I can't tell you the amount of times that I changed my decorations or I changed my outfit or there's a lot of things that I change and part of that do like the personal things that comes back to me being insecure and wanting validation and just like wanting approval from people. But things that happen with the podcast where it's like, oh, this can't come out on this date or I can't do this event on this date anymore or like the scope of this is gonna change. Those types of things sometimes are just kind of out of your control. So out of your and control. And so I, my mentality is if I can be super honest and just explain what happened, then that's better than just pulling the rug out and giving no explanation, yeah. no details, just like, hey, this isn't happening anymore. Because then I know people are going to be like, why? why? So if yeah. I can explain it, then I think it's just it's just better. I love that. Term, I so. agree. Um, so kind of switching gears, but kind of not. You've had okay. this like foray into the beauty world like you've always loved makeup but now we're having like our dibs beauty collab i have my lip gloss if you guys are watching love. right here i love it um and you've been doing that you've been also talking about like your hair care routine which by the way i have had four fucking people reach out to me and be like hey would you mind like asking jenna what's, <laughs> what the hair care On routine is and like would you mind um like also finding out all the tea like she doesn't have to post it but like would you ask her yeah. and like, pretend like you need to i'm like i'm not gonna like sneakily be like tell me everything well, it doesn't so need to be sneakily it can be out in the yeah, honest out in open. the open you can ask me i anything. think that there was um someone that texted me thought that you like weren't revealing the product that you were using or they had maybe had seen an old video where you were like trying something out and they're like find out what that was and i'm like okay. i'll ask her <laughs> so the hair care situation which by the way i did it looks so good i didn't bring my straightener or my curler um, oh i hate so this is it looks beautiful day three hair and i was a little rushed so wait your hair looks really good 
Thank you. Um, so I've struggled with my hair for so long. In high school, I had really nice long hair. It it started thinning out, but like out of the womb, I had a full fucking bush on my head. I love that. I and love babies with then hair. I'm like, what happened? Where did it go? Yeah. I think I had more hair on my head as a baby than I do now, which is like sad, but also a lot of women go through it. Their hair starts thinning, their hair yeah. starts graying. And a lot of people are like, you don't need to do your hair. Like, it's okay, just embrace the grays. And it's like, okay, I will someday. But right now, I don't want to. I don't want to. So I'm going to continue to cover them. Yeah. And one of my ways to try to cover them last year was trying to make my hair lighter. So my hair currently is about like two shades maybe three shades darker than it really is it's more of like a kind of medium brown like mine maybe yeah but it's just so hard to get that color at the salon so you yeah. say i want my roots color and then of course they're gonna go a couple shades darker yeah. which is okay i love your hair dark too thank you i feel a little like punk rock sometimes kind of fun like ooh, this is a little harsh especially when i'm pale it's like very very harsh but dyed my hair a little blonde last year i dried the shit out of it i mean it was like i couldn't even brush my fingers through my oh. hair because it was so damaged and it was like so dead and so i eventually went back darker and in the meantime i've always complained about my hair but then one day something switched i was like why am i complaining there are so many things that i could do to fix it so i started watching all these videos on youtube or not on, not on youtube on tiktok <laughs> of hair transformation videos and so in the meantime, I had already bought all of these things to help my hair, and I had shared that I was doing that. And Briogeo is um, a hair them. company. They reached out to my team and they said, hey, we have this new product that's launching in January of 2023. Would Jenna be open to trying it for the campaign? And if she likes it, then we can- That's what like, people were asking me about. Yeah, so I was like kind of soft launching yeah. um, the product, but really truly I was just trying it out. Yeah. And I used it for like almost three months. Um, here and there, I mean, there were some days that I would forget it. I would forget to put it on, but definitely helped make a difference in just like the baby hairs in my roots and to make my hair look a little thicker. Yeah. In my opinion, but hair is something that's so stressful because you're never going to get results overnight. Yeah. Um, and it's just a slow burn, but people have noticed that my hair looks a little silkier, a little softer, a little I less horrible. I think it looks horrible. really good. <laughs> it never looked horrible, but I saw your like um, duet video where you were like, I'm going to do this and like show you the results. And like, it really does look like so much thicker and fuller and healthier. I'm going to be honest. I also did wash my hair on that day that I did the duet too. So I think just like washing the hair in <laughs> yeah. general and blow drying Cleaner. it makes a huge difference. Um, but for sure, like I'm not as insecure now. If I put my hair up in a half pony, I don't know if you can see on the camera, like I don't have all of the white spots no, yeah, that I had on my very on my scalp before. Yeah. So I think it works. There's no tea there. Some people thought that I was like purposely not sharing the name. That's not true. I just like legally was not allowed to share it from Briogeo until the product actually launched, launched which yeah. was this past week. So Briogeo, if you're listening over here, maybe you should sponsor Miss Eli's <laughs> podcast because that was a really good segment. We love segment. them. <laughs> I worked with them on um, TikTok like a while ago, like a year ago, and they give me this like scalp massager thingy with their like scalp treatment, and I love putting it in my scalp, and like the little massager is so nice. Their yeah. products are great. I need to get one of those, but um, what's it called? Lavender oil. Okay. I've been using that too. I found out that you need to use a carrier oil with it because if you just put it straight on your scalp it can burn your scalp oh it's wow it's like really harsh i actually don't put it on my scalp i just put it on my hair yeah and then i use k18 
um, every time that I wash my hair, it's like a four minute little bonding treatment. And that's what makes my hair look less broken. Okay. So I don't know who's listening to this, but the Revlon freaking blow drying brush. Yeah. I'm coming for you because it made so many like breakage at my roots and just tiny little baby hair. So the K18 has helped with that. Oh my God. All my strands, like an actual strand. So the hair has been herring. It's crushing it. <laughs> Do you feel you. everybody else wanted to talk about cycle syncing? And I know oh, okay. that that's kind of like cycle tracking syncing. I know it's like a separate kind of conversation, but do you feel like doing that, if you're still doing it, has also helped at all? It's so hard to tell because I feel like at the time that I changed my hair care routine, I was also doing that. I was also eating differently, changing my workouts a little bit, and just trying to change my morning habits as well so there's just way too many so factors many to be able to things, say yeah. exactly what helped and i mean even for the cycle syncing video that i made where it was like my two month transformation so or so like it's hard to tell if any of those changes which a lot of people didn't see which is okay um phys- like mentally i felt so much healthier so yeah. much better about myself and the physical changes were just kind of like an advantage but I am by no means an expert and I was kind of started sharing about it, but then a lot of people were like, you're not credible to give this information, which I completely understand and you're right. So I shifted it into more of just like, this is what I've been doing. This is what I'm learning along the way. If you want to follow along, sure. But like, I should not be your source of education at all. Um, There's a really fabulous book. It's called In the Flow and you can get it on Amazon. I think it's like $17. It's incredible. It explains to you how if you think about a man and he has a 24-hour hormone cycle, right? So he'll wake up in the morning and you have the most energy, I think they said, at 10 a.m. And then throughout the day, you will be the most social at 4 p.m. And you have like a a peak point of creativity. And then later in the day, you kind of start to wind down. This is when you're watching TV. Maybe you're like more cuddly. Maybe you're like more in tune with your emotions. Yeah. And then they sleep and the pattern repeats. Whereas women, yes, we do live a 24 hour pattern, but we're also working against our 28 day cycle as well. So if you think about this week, I was like really, really talkative. I felt like I was really social. I loved hanging out with people. And then this week, I just don't want to see anyone at all. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because wherever you're at in your hormone cycle something is rising and something is falling and that's why that's happening same with like your creativity same with self-care same with workouts you might have more confidence and more power and so if you can learn within your 28 day cycle when those periods are you can use that to your advantage and the whole idea is that if you're uh, taking specific supplements at different times, you know, like let's say during your period, you're losing a lot of blood, you need more iron. Yeah. If you're taking those types of supplements to help level that out, the whole idea and goal here is to try to level your home hormones as uh, naturally as you can. And so that way you don't have all of these symptoms like getting your skin to break out the week that you're getting your period, yeah. getting this horrible, painful bloating and some of the side effects that come with your period because for so long we've been told that this is just supposed to happen. You're just yeah. supposed to get PMS symptoms and that's not true. And so I've found that doing some of these things, changing some of my workouts, I've gotten better results, changing some of my diet, I've felt more energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has definitely helped with my periods. Like. I don't really care to get my period anymore because it's not 
as, as bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, which I've never had horrible periods. I mainly started doing this because I cannot stand my fucking skin. Yeah. But my skin has been getting better too. Yeah, you're glowing. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just gave you a whole ass no, feel right I there. love it because I feel like I always think about this. Like, we exist in a literal 28-day cycle <laughs> of, for lack of a better phrase, pain. Like, there's pain points in that cycle, whether it's emotionally or physically. And we are expected to accomplish the same, if not more, than, like, male counterparts on a day-to-day, month-to-month basis. And it's like, this is exhausting. No one talks about the fact that it's, like, exhausting and, like, actually takes a toll on you. And it isn't normal to, like, feel like crap all the time. Yeah. And the whole book really explains to you that you are not supposed to feel exhausted and we allow ourselves to we allow ourselves to not find solutions for it because everyone will tell you oh that's you know taking taking Tylenol taking Advil yeah. or you're gonna get cramps this week or we're just normalizing all of these symptoms but yeah again if you want to learn more about it that book is seriously incredible and it just really makes you start to think about like your cycle differently because it doesn't need to be this thing that you hate and you you know dread but it can be a way for you to like really get in touch with yourself and unlock like your healthiest potential that sounded again like an ad and I love that I said I'm not qualified to give advice but yet right after I I go ahead and give you a whole thing about it no but it's great like I had a similar situation where I've been gluten intolerant since I was like 17 Mm -hmm. but it was never like really strict um they like just told me not to eat it but they told they gave me this advice like if you eat it like if you don't eat gluten 95% of the time then there's like cross-contamination or something like you have flexibility in that window and then I started getting in the last like six months like really sick like I was getting like random lumps and like hives all over my body and like the worst periods to the point where like debilitating in bed lots of like hair falling out and so I like went and like got it figured out and they were like yeah no you have a gluten allergy like stop eating it no like nothing zero percent like cross-contamination nothing like you need Mm -hmm. to tell restaurants everything when I tell you like the 180 like periods have been first of all regular second of all not even nearly as painful my hair has not been falling out as much like I have a thyroid thing so hair does fall out but like not even close to as much like no more hives no more random lumps and like bloating like if you just like take ownership but it's crazy because no one talks about these things no one says like you're allowed to like figure out how to feel good Mm -hmm. and it's such a simple thing but like I feel so much better and like I'm sure you do as well yeah that's another thing too if you think about it like have you ever eaten a pint of ice cream and sometimes you're like I feel great like I have no issues and then another time your stomach is rumbling nonstop and you feel like absolute shit yeah well if you think about when you're eating that ice cream within your cycle it would make sense depending on what types of foods are actually nourishing your body and what types of foods are kind of like working against so that is just something that i'm taking the time now to like learn about slowly there's just so much to unlock with it and it's really really overwhelming to be quite honest with you and um so yeah that book is great and i've followed gracie norton forever i just think she's like the most beautiful gorgeous cutest sweetest girl ever and she posts a lot about it as well it's actually where i found out about it so she's great as well i always point people like in their direction because again i just don't think that i should be main point of uh education but it's definitely it's definitely helped me quite a bit i love that honestly i learned about it from you so i feel like even (laughs) talking about it like yeah it's like an influencer chain i feel like even though like hearing people speak on it even when you're like i'm not qualified but like here's what i learned here's what i'm taking in on a day-to-day basis is so helpful like yeah i think that for anything like 
when women talk about things that are like uncomfortable or not spoken about or like not something that we like regularly are supposed to talk about or whatever I feel like we get to a place where more and more people are just comfortable having conversations they don't even have to go anywhere but just like opening the door to them yeah and I think also too like if we just allow people to share <laughs> yeah one thing is I could say like I'm not educated to be giving you information but then someone would be like then why are you it's like, well, then just don't listen. Yeah. I'm giving you a, I'm just, I'm giving you a warning. Just don't listen. Yeah. Then. Like, not forcing you to open your eardrums to me. <laughs> yeah. That's such a true thing though. Like people will always say like, why are you qualified to give advice? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. Nobody <laughs> is. Like if you go through a breakup and you call your mom or your friend sobbing and you're like, what do I do? They're not qualified to give you advice. They're just people that you love and trust. Mm -hmm. And like, that is how I feel that my followers or your followers would come to you or me about things is like, I didn't ask to start giving advice. I didn't like put it out into the world that I was like an expert or wanted to do it. People started asking me because yeah. I was sharing certain things because they trust me and they feel like it's an unbiased opinion. And I'm so lucky that they feel that way. But I feel like for you, it's like, you mentioned you were doing this. People had a billion questions. You're gonna share. And like, you're not forcing people to listen to you. And you've said so many times, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm just sharing my experience. And I think it's so much more helpful. Like you said, focusing on the good, like you're actually helping so many people. Cause I never even thought about this before you posted it. Yeah, it really is a crazy concept. It's like, why is this not being taught in yeah. sex ed, you know? And I think that's the whole point. I think that's part of the mission of the author is like trying to get this to be a more normalized thing. But then again, there's also so many research studies and stuff that needs to be done in order to like regulate it in yeah. some way but i love that people are like learning about it as i'm also learning about it too because yeah i yeah. mean there's just so much to unpack but speaking of things that girls shouldn't talk about do you have any more tea questions of like tea I, i'm feeling like very open <laughs> yeah you're today. like i'm ready okay well i actually was gonna foray into the tea okay people just want to ask about your relationship oh, um, okay <laughs> people love people love that shit like okay i hadn't posted my boyfriend on tiktok in months and i posted a video with him immediately viral and i'm like this is my platform. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Just kidding. But like people love relationships and I think they love hearing about relationships of people they admire and look up to. So I have tons of questions about that. But I feel like to start out, like okay. what is it like living with a partner? Because I don't live with one. I have no, I have no legs to stand on, no ground to stand on to talk about it. I get so many questions like, do you think there's a timeline about living with someone? My answer is no. And I feel like you would agree. But I just want to know like the whole tea about it. Like how has it been like living together? What was that decision like? So, Okay. I feel like it kind of goes back to last fall. Um, was it last fall? Like two years ago, actually. Oh, oh my wow. God. Oh my God, I'm, I'm lost track of time. But time anyways, flies. <laughs> I went to LA with Mike and Connor for a couple of months. It was like right after quitting my job, I was feeling like really lost, needed some direction, and they were really great friends for me at that time. And that's when Connor and I were exclusive. We were talking, we weren't like officially dating yet until November. Okay. And so we had already been living together. And I think if you get to the point where it's like, I can live with your beard shavings on the on the countertop yeah. in, the, in the bathroom, and you can live with my hair balled up on the shower wall yeah and we still like each other then like you're good yeah and so we were living together for a couple months then and then we started dating and after the holidays we came back to austin i already had an apartment he did not yet so okay. for like a week he was just staying with me until i think it was like two weeks he was staying with me until he was could find his own apartment and we didn't really plan to live together to be honest with you it just kind of ended up happening because he did get his own apartment and he honestly just like never stayed there because yeah. we were just always together and so 
we kind of realized it's like well we were already living together anyways like we know how each other operate and I mean why not and so he had a short-term lease on that apartment it was only six months and ironically they ended up hiring Kiara and the month that she moved to Austin like Connor ended up helping her set up in in an apartment while she looked for her own and so we just naturally started living together he was living in my apartment but let it be known that we were living together for whatever reason whenever I do Instagram story questions people are like how do you guys split finances we split our rent just like normal people (laughs) and to be honest with you he pays for like I would say 90% of groceries like he just I don't know he pays for a lot of our food which is really great he is more of the cook between the two of us um and yeah so we were living together things were okay but I mean it's weird because we had just started dating yeah and so we did know each other really well but I feel like it just expedited our relationship yeah and so many things about our relationship are kind of out of order yeah and so if you're stressed about living with a partner and you think it's time like first of all the question is do you really want to live with this person do you really want to give up half of your personal space yeah do you want to give up your closet and your clean bathroom your space that's your sanctionary because you want to live with this person or do you just feel like you're supposed to because you see other people and you want your relationship to progress yeah because i will say like once you live together it's gonna put different strains on your relationship so if you have a strain about we need to move in together once you do move in together like you're probably gonna find something else to have a point of contention about yeah and that's just trying to figure out how to live together um like well yeah and i'm not gonna lie the first year was like pretty difficult we're just on different schedules we also don't really have schedules or a routine and so this past like month before leaving for the holidays we finally like really got to a good place and now we're waking up together every morning we're making the bed together we're taking walks together (laughs) he'll make breakfast and then we'll both go our separate ways and go and work out go work for the day and then come back at night and that's when we get to hang out or I go and do something else on my own and it's just like it takes a while to figure it out so it is good work it is good living together I like obviously love him so much we have so much fun together but it's challenging like for sure and so those are the types of things that I don't share because I never want to feel like I'm complaining about my partner or anything and I also just know the way that people like to pick words apart and so yeah we don't really share too much of our like personal details about that but things are good they were a little rocky for a minute but they're good yeah (laughs) you know what that's like people see relationships in media and not even social media I just mean like pop culture movies and they think it's supposed to be so easy so the minute there's a challenge they're like well we can't have this and it's like relationships are work but when you both want to work Mm -hmm. it works and I think it's really refreshing to hear that because like it has not been a walk in the park every day with my boyfriend. I love him to the end of the earth. We had a really hard go of it a year ago now, and now we're in the happiest place we've ever been. And a lot of it was taking some time of like him being on my social media and just like working through things together. And like, I am so glad we didn't give up because like, sure, like you don't want to have like huge, massive problems that are like pain points and like for the future. But whatever we were going through was a small challenge that we had to get through. And like, we're so much stronger because we did. And I feel like people forget to talk about that. Like, yeah, I will say too, I think that living with your partner 
just like the last thing I want to say about it is that it's really easy to treat each other just like roommates and yeah. friends because I've never lived with a significant other before and neither has he and so like we've had a lot of really honest conversations about what can we do to feel like we're dating again because yeah. we did lose that for like a good amount of last year to be yeah. quite honest with that I've never shared that but I think it's pretty apparent you know yeah like you can just see a couple and you can either feel their love or you feel a friendship and you feel a care but there could be something missing yeah and for a little bit like we were missing that and that's why I really did we weren't posting about each other yeah at all was because like we were just trying to figure that out yeah. so why fucking fake it for no a video and yeah. look like we're all lovey-dovey when you know like we're just yeah. trying to figure it out so yeah more recently I think like the new year and before the holidays me going home with him him coming and seeing my family like we're just in a really good place right now and I think we both have a lot more clarity with like what I'm gonna do with my job and yeah. like an actual goal and how we can work together to achieve that instead of being so independent which is something we struggle with like yeah. we both are very selfish independent people and I don't mean selfish in a bad way but it's just like if we want to do something we're gonna do it yeah and so yeah just working together now instead just yeah yeah helps us be closer as well too i think so. it's like so nice to hear that as like a relationship that's in the public eye and that people clearly look up to or just are looking at in general which is so weird it's like why yeah, you're like <laughs> why are you doing that um but it's so nice to hear you say like you know we took time away from posting each other because we didn't want to fake it and it's so annoying that there are any that anybody is out there in the world like hyper analyzing every move of your relationship how do you guys like handle having that public relationship and like I've seen you guys in person together. I can clearly see how much you care for and love each other. I also know you personally. And like, I, I know about, you know, how the amount of love you have for one another. And I can't imagine how frustrating it can be. Yeah, I mean, I think again, I was taking too much time and focusing on the very few negative people yeah. versus just taking more time and focusing like on ourselves. Because yeah. if I look at our relationship, it's like, am I annoyed of something because I feel like other people think that I should be or what is the reasoning here like what's the actual issue and so wait I forget what your question was my question was just like is it annoying oh like to have a public relationship in that way um it's just I wouldn't even I wouldn't say it's necessarily annoying it can just feel like you really want to over explain yourself sometimes yeah when a lot of times like an explanation is just not needed and it's just and not, you don't owe it to them yeah it's just exactly and so just feeling less like I have to explain myself or prove myself um has helped and yeah. I mean yeah when you just have people looking at your relationship they only see what they see and yeah. so I don't want to be the type of person that only shows the good because then it's like the expectations are so high but then it's like I don't want to share the bad though because then people pick you apart yeah. so in my opinion it's like just don't share anything at all that's personal and just share the fun things yeah that yeah yeah I remember like having to hold myself back from over explaining myself because I it's saw the defensiveness yeah like, I struggle with that again <laughs> yeah, like, so claw. it's like so tough like around my birthday like was around when I stopped like posting my boyfriend as much and I remember like saying like getting a lot of comments like where is he and like having to say at least just one time for clarity that we decided that he wasn't going to be in it but we were still great and like I've said a million times if we broke up you would know because I'm open and honest and I would want to talk about that um 
and I got some comments from my birthday being like, he's obviously breaking up with you. He's just waiting till after your birthday. And I was like, I wish you just saw the conversations we had behind closed doors where we m made this decision because we love each other so much that we want to be able to succeed as a couple. And that's what we've done. And like, I'm so like grateful for that. And it's just like, so I had to really hold myself back. Like I just deleted the comment, but I had a really like, I almost was like, ah, but I'm like, you know what? They're not behind closed doors. They don't matter. I don't need to focus yeah. on them. Wait, I need to know your opinion about like deleting comments and blocking accounts. Okay, so I had a mixed opinion. So when I started TikTok, I was like in a no block phase where I was like, I'm not blocking people and I'm not blocking people who follow me either. And then I had this like realization where I was like, it's kind of like a protect your peace kind of thing. Like if people are just going to be vicious and mean, like they're never the people that I block are never going to get to the other place where they're like I left a mean comment once but I'm sorry and you've actually like grown on me or I like you now like people who are commenting like really horrible things or like mm -hmm. making accounts pretending to be my loved ones which has happened and I had to get this <laughs> okay, person too far I had to get this person banned from the internet like from TikTok like literally like every day a new account with like a name of my loved one like it was just crazy like people that are doing that I will block and like people that are like attacking me other than that I have like words um that you can't put in okay. my comments um that just are like things I don't want to see that it's just like negative so I feel like it's like a protect your peace thing where like I don't do it like if I see a comment that's like hey girl I just wanted to let you know like this isn't cool like you're not getting blocked but people who are like impersonating my loved ones or like commenting like vicious things like take it too far go take your own life like those people get blocked mm -hmm. but it really depends for me like I think I it's a case by case what about you yeah I also used to be the same um I remember like remember when Victoria Paris blocked me was like a trend by Victoria Paris was like a hashtag but also like I support her doing that <laughs> no I support her doing it too but at the time like I remember that I was, was like so that's viral. ridiculous but no I like I get it because I'm like so I'm I'm caught between I think that there is an extent and I get what people are saying like if you block out all of the negativity and you're only being praised by people constantly nonstop, then like it just you're it's living in this chamber. reality, yeah. right? And I get that, and so I understand. And so, like, people who have different opinions, I think that I just need to do a better job of understanding an opinion is not, like, a fact. Or an attack. And not, yeah, right, and just not being as defensive. But there are some people that are just annoying as fuck. That, yeah. Like, you're getting blocked because all you do is spew negativity on every single post. And, like, I'm just blocking you because it would take me less energy to block you than it would for me to, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess it would take me less energy to just ignore it at all, which yeah. I probably should do that. Working but on I it. I think it's like, but it's sort of a thing of like when somebody is like weighing down on you, like when their comments are like really upsetting or just mm -hmm. like false, like that energy doesn't need to be there. But like a piece of constructive criticism in like a good tone that's like not meant to be an attack, like that's fine. Or even just like a, your shirt's ugly, like you're not getting blocked for that. <laughs> I think like I go through phases too though. Like sometimes like depending on what time of the month it is, yeah, I might, you might be like, get a no, block. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. But no, for the for the most part, I have not. I think I've blocked maybe like 50 people. Half of them are just spam accounts and then some of them are just people who have said hurtful things to me it's like yeah. I don't want to deal with this but yeah I see both sides of it I'm just trying this year to and I'm starting today when I say I'm trying I literally just decided we're this. beginning this right now <laughs> I think just like leave it unless it's yeah. something one thing though is if you're talking shit or you're being mean to someone that is like a friend oh, or someone you're in done. a video that's not me no that's done. being removed immediately yeah because like other people don't need to be dragged into it for sure yeah
that that I agree with. Like if it's like my sibling or somebody in the video and like there's mm -hmm. a mean comment, like you're out. Yeah. Not fair. Um, that was a good one. I liked that. Yeah. Tell me, tell me my sister's pretty all you want. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Erin's prettier. I'm like, yeah, she is. <laughs> she like, is. Thank I, you. I wish I had her nose and like all of her small little features. Like, she's, she's gorgeous. No, so you're beautiful too. Keep you guys commenting are a beautiful it. pair, blonde and brunette. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so there's one other question that I want to ask in terms of your relationship. Okay. Which is like, how do you guys separately prioritize having fun on weekdays? And also... How do you, and I think you already pointed this out, but one of my really close friends just moved in with her boyfriend and she's like, I'm trying to learn how to to spend time with him more intentionally. Yeah. She's like, we watch a movie together every night. We cook dinner together. We cook breakfast together. But like, we need to be intentional. So how are you guys okay. separately having fun and then together? So we like literally just had this conversation recently, like in the past couple of weeks and making, we made like a huge difference just with like very little changes. So we picked a day of the week that we're going to do an actual date that's Love planned, it. that's going to be intentional, and it doesn't need to cost money. It can be something that's free, whatever. So, for example, this past week, we went to the drive-in, and so we saw fun. Avatar, which, let me just say, great movie, but that is a huge time commitment. She's fucking long. Yeah. The ADHD's girlies could never. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's good, but... So we set up the car with like a bunch of blankets. We went to the store and got food for it. We got tacos and took it there. We got a bottle of wine. And it was just like nice because, I mean, we weren't on our phones at all yeah. in that time. And then we did that. And when we got home, we played backgammon for like an hour, an hour and a half. So fun. And we weren't on our phone at all. So I think if you just pick one night a week that you do a date and you can take turns planning... Um, because I mean, it's nice. Like your partner wants to feel loved too. So yeah. I think like for me, Connor's quality, quality time is his love language. Yeah. So when I plan something like that, he feels very loved and very special. And I think that's important to know. Yeah. And I mean, same goes. I mean, everybody wants someone to plan a date for them. Yeah. So picking one day and then honestly, like that alone is really helpful. But we started spending our mornings together too now. Oh, I like that. And the morning is when we're not on our phone. Like I said, in the morning, I don't scroll on my phone as much. And when we make the bed together, we take Quincy on a walk together. We talk about the day, what's going on. And then we talk usually in the morning about what we're going to do at night. So he knows like if I'm going and running errands and I'm not going to be home yeah. or if he's going to go and do a workout or something, like we kind of know each other's schedule for that day. That's nice. And uh, we are getting a calendar in our house too to just like put on it, you know, specific things that are like coming up so I've been trying to plan things in advance as well which just gives us something to look forward to it gives some type of structure yeah. a little bit of you know something to fall back on so that has helped a lot because when you live with someone and you're with them all the time every night after work it can definitely fall into a routine of just not really being present or appreciating yeah. each other and not dating each other yeah and in the time that we haven't been posting on social media together that's what we have been figuring out yeah and so yeah that's great advice definitely not an expert by any means but it's been helping us for sure no i love it because it you're 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 living proof that like that kind of thing worked for you guys mm -hmm. so but we did fall into that pattern for a little while yeah. and it's easy to just like kind of get annoyed and yeah no totally I feel that okay so I have three like fun listener questions okay maybe not fun just like interesting that I like pulled from the question box okay so the first thing is 
The first one is, did you ever feel pressure to have fun on every weekday? <laughs> Do you ever just like want to sleep? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think for a little while, like people would use it against me almost. Not use it against me in a no, bad I know exactly way, but what just you're be saying. Like, yeah. Come on, like let's do it fun on weekday. And then I think when my revelation that fun does not need to mean going out, yeah. and fun doesn't need to mean that you're doing something with someone else, um, I've been able to say no a little bit more. Yeah. But it doesn't happen as frequently now, like. I don't know. I do feel a little bit of pressure, but also I just find fun in like literally doing a face mask or something. No, that is <laughs> or, like my doing idea my fun. hair care routine. That like, is my idea of fun. The other night we went to the grocery store and Connor and I made protein balls and we had like a contest. I love who that. can make a better protein ball. And that was our fun <laughs> thing that we did for the night. Yeah, that's so fun though. We were already going to the grocery store anyways. We just kind of made it into an activity. So yeah. yeah, sometimes I feel some pressure, but also resting can be fun. Yeah. You know? Totally. I love it. Okay. The last one is really sweet. Did you have like a dream as a child to like do anything or be anything? And in what ways are like you actually achieving that? Oh, that is really sweet. I love that. I think as a kid, I would always be like such a performer. Like I, I love it. Loved. I was like the crazy youngest daughter. I feel like I was always kind of pining for attention in some way because like the older sisters, I don't know. I wanted their, I wanted them to want to be my friend. You wanted their approval, like yeah, all like them. Yeah. And I've always loved like singing and dancing and just making people laugh, even if I'm not good at it. Just being the entertainer, I guess. And I always joked, I was like, I'm gonna do something like one day. And I didn't think it was gonna be a podcast or anything, yeah. but I definitely had my fair share of dreams. I thought I was gonna be a teacher. I thought I was gonna be an art teacher. And then I thought I was going to be a makeup artist. Yeah. At one point, I thought I was gonna own a wedding venue, all of these different dreams. And I think it's really interesting that like you can have so many different dreams of what you wanna do in life. I don't think that we should need to box someone in if it's like, I'm gonna be a dentist, that you need to be a dentist for your entire freaking life. Yeah. Like you don't need to do that. If you have different interests, you can expand on that. And so I think now fun on weekdays is kind of this interesting way to tie all of these things together Yeah. that I didn't really expect. But this year I'm trying to expand in different areas as well. So aside from just the events, aside from just the podcast, and I don't want to share anything exactly, but it kind of allows me to tap into some of those dreams and follow through. Yay. Well, little Jenna would be proud. We're all going to be waiting to see what's next for you, but Tell everybody where they can find you if they don't already know. Yes. Um, Jenna Palick. It's Palick, not Palick. A lot of people seem to mess it up. Wait, I it. love that I get it right. Like, yeah, only because do. people botch my name. So I'm always so like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get people's name right. And yeah. I hear people all the time say Palick. It's not a personal thing. I don't really care. But it's Jenna Palick on Instagram and TikTok and Fun on Weekdays podcast is my podcast if you want to listen. I also have like a really nice, supportive community group on Facebook, Yay. which the regular one is just fun on weekdays podcast, but I have a networking one. Um, I also have one that's a buy sell page. And then I also have a roommate page if you're looking to sublease or like move to a new city. It's, it's just a really great way to it. connect. It's smart that you have it broken and down. Yeah. I love that. That's a really, um, I'm like really proud of that community. I need to invest more like time and support into it because yeah. there's so many things that I can do to help really yeah give it the resources it needs to just thrive but it's a great place to connect with uh girls you know 
that are kind of going through the same struggles in life right now. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy New York trip. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I loved it. Bye, guys.